It's dawn in downtown Minneapolis. I'm meeting Miranda Brandon, a volunteer for the Audubon Society. We're at 5.52, bright and early in the morning. Okay, and what are we hoping to see? I don't know that we're hoping to find dead birds, but that's what we are looking for. Okay, let's do it. All right. Miranda is a grad student at the University of Minnesota. She's got a sleeve of bird tattoos and is wearing a knit cap on this cold day. Today, she's applying her eagle eye for the Audubon's annual spring bird count. So we are walking toward a building and I'm looking at a lot of trash on the ground and some leaves. Sometimes the uh, trash can be a little deceiving if it's just about the right size you know, can mis be mistaken easily for a small bird body. Each migration season, hundreds of birds collide with buildings in the Twin Cities. They hit the glass with a thwack. So I want to walk out here and look along the Skyway too, because Skyways are another very problematic area for birds passing through. And then we'll loop back in, back towards the building again. Speaking of loops, my next words. And it's really slippery. We'll loop again later during our hunt. And what's the significance of being out here so early? Um, well, in Minneapolis, it's, so we monitor in St. Paul and Minneapolis, and in Minneapolis it's a little, it's a little different because they have the uh, city ambassadors so they, that maintain the grounds of the, or the streets or whatever. And they come out at 7, so I like to beat them to their job because if I, if I don't beat them, they got to get out here and collect the birds and trash them before I can get a hold of them move from there without being you know too melodramatic it's kind of like a crime scene it's like don't touch anything <laughs> miranda is one of a dozen or so volunteers searching for birds injured or dead in the twin cities the spring count spans mid-march to mid-may prime migrating season she's not in it solely for the good of birds miranda's working on a photography series called impact well i'm also an artist and i'm currently finishing up my my master's degree in fine art right now. So I've been using the birds that I've found um, for a large-scale photographic project in which I've been, in some of the images I've been um, kind of recreating the point of impact. And, and that's in, the name of the project, Yep, right? that's the name of the project. Impact. Impact. In other images, it's kind of like the moment after or moments afterwards. Um, but in all the images, they are dead, which is kind of the point. You know, it's like, this has happened. This is, this is the consequence. We're going to turn and go up these stairs. We step over yellow tape, ignoring a do not enter sign. Sometimes I get a security guard who likes to come out up here and ask me what I'm up to. And then when I tell him I'm looking for dead birds, he's like, oh, yeah, there's one over there. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Not, not this time. There's nothing here on the landing. This is the, the only building I ever check in the trash, just because of the vicinity of the trash cans to the window. Do you have a flashlight? It's, yeah, it's really too early. I don't think anybody's even here to throw a bird away or to have seen a bird. It's so dark out, but we'll look anyway. Inside the trash can, there are wrappers and cigarette butts and old crusts. Then under the beam of Miranda's iPhone, we see a feather attached to a body, or what's left of it. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, uh, see? 
That was somebody who was eaten, though. How can you tell? Because he's missing a large part of his body. He's missing the breast and the head. And that is not of interest to you for your work? No. Or, that's not... or for the count, really, either. Either. Um, because it, would you say chances are good a hawk or owl or something got him? Yep. And we do, on occasion, find birds that raptors have grabbed and have eaten what, you know, they've wanted and then left the carcasses laying around. And also that when they're in the garbage like that, we don't know where they came from, like sure. how far somebody carried that before they dropped in the garbage there. So for just purposes of documentation and data gathering, um, that's not super helpful. Well, it's also outside the scope, isn't it, in a way? I mean, that's, that's nature at its rawest. Right, 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 right. I don't care for walking downtown. Crazy on a car gonna mow me down. Look at all the people like cows in a herd. Well, I like birds. If you're small and on a search, I've got a feeder for you to perch on. Quick scene shift to Audubon HQ in Woodbury. My aim is to find out more about Project BirdSafe before I prowl the streets some more with Miranda. I'm here for my appointment with Joanne Eccles from the Audubon Society, and almost as if on cue, there's a cardinal busy looking for mates. I'm Joanna Eccles and I manage Project Bird Safe, which is all about reducing the hazard of bird window collisions. How big a problem is it? Uh, between 350 million and almost a billion birds are killed in collisions with windows annually in North America. So it's a big cause, human cause, of bird mortality. And the big message is that it's largely preventable. Joanna says the problem boils down to glass. It's transparent and it reflects. It's also the main thing that defines contemporary architecture. Uh, it's perfectly clear and there's no reason to think you can't fly to it to the thing you see on the other side which is the sky or a tree or uh, the place you want to go to. A further complication is light. Birds tend to migrate at night, and the bright lights of big cities throw off their navigation. Audubon is working to convince building owners to flick off the lights at night. They save energy, they save money, and they have this potential to save birds. Nobody wants to see dead birds laying on the sidewalk anywhere. You know all those great elements of green architecture, like passive solar heat, wildflower landscapes, reflecting pools, death traps for birds. One sort of irony of the green design movement, when you're trying to use glass to bring in daylight, which we all love, and you're also trying to plant native habitat, which is also fabulous, when you bring those two things together, you create this risk for birds that you didn't intend to. So you're drawing them in by planting this, the right plants, but then you're exposing them to this risk of glass. The Audubon works with building designers to provide visual cues for birds. Like patterning on the windows, 
or like screening that can come down. There's all kinds of really creative solutions when you design it in. In the Twin Cities, the highest casualty rates are among white-throated sparrows, Nashville warblers, Tennessee warblers, dark-eyed juncos, and oven birds. We find a lot of hummingbirds. We find a lot of black-capped chickadees, beloved birds to all of us. Joanna has done the bird count walks through Minneapolis and St. Paul many times. She's gathered up lots of dead birds. Still, she's thrilled when she can rescue a live one. One time, I'm walking around St. Paul at noon, and that's not normally when we walk the route, but I was down there. It was a beautiful fall day, and on a ledge with all the people walking back and forth on lunch break, there's a little sedge wren not supposed to be in downtown St. Paul. Sort of stunned watching the people walk by, and I sort of quickly grabbed him, snuck him into a paper bag, which is what we do for them, and I was able to take him to near my house where there's a sedge meadow, where sedge wrens actually should be. And I just thought how lucky he was. <laughs> I'm back with Miranda. We walk at a pretty quick clip. Though technically it's spring, snow mounds have calcified on the north sides of buildings. Those leaves are deceptive. I see the leaf and I wonder. Yeah, and especially if they like, you know, kind of flutter around just a little bit. What's that? That's a bird. Yeah. It's a really old mushed one. One like this one's to the point where, you know, I couldn't even ID it to say what species it is. I mean, that, that guy's been, he's been stepped on a couple times. Miranda doesn't bother to collect it, but if she had, she would have bagged it and labeled it with a location, time, and day, and ID number. Also her name and the species of the bird, if possible. We turn toward Fifth Street, near the government center. All right. Oh, thank you. Climbing over a cord. Ah. From the space we aren't supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Strikes are happening year-round. We just collect during migration because that's the kind of the high high tide yeah. for bird strikes. But they do happen year-round, so that could potentially be something that's been under a snowpack for the duration of this very long winter. Miranda scans the streets. Okay, like a hawk. She's also a volunteer for the Raptor Center and nothing escapes her attention. I generally don't have to get too close before I can see if there's something there or not, but I have many times walked across the street to look at what ended up being a candy wrapper, so. <laughs> what kind of birds do you expect to see if you saw one? Um, it varies throughout the season, uh, which birds are coming back at which time, but right now I believe um, I believe the woodcocks are supposed to be moving through right now. And uh, maybe a couple different varieties of owls. I mean, I'm sh there are other birds that are coming through too, but those are the ones that I'm kind of aware of just from looking at the daily reports from the other volunteers. Yeah. Which, and so far, um, not a lot's been found this, this season, which is, which is a good thing. Good right. for the birds. Bad for your art. Bad for my art, good for the birds. The Audubon Society has its volunteers walk a certain route where birds are most likely to crash. That way its data is gathered consistently. 
New volunteers train by walking the route with longtime counters. Let me just double check. I think we go up one more okay. block. But yep, checking the map. Can't quite remember. This is the first time I've walked it this season, so just want to make sure we're on the right track. Earlier, I asked Miranda to name some of the more lethal buildings, but she wouldn't out of deference to Audubon. It's trying to work with building owners in hopes they will make alterations to minimize the bird deaths. So basically we're targeting, we're targeting buildings with lots of glass and skyways. Is that safe to say? Um, yeah, a fair amount of them have, have those particular features. Those are um, features that are kind of particularly hazardous to birds migrating through. Sure. Um, the buildings with reflective surfaces are more hazardous to birds that are migrating during the day um, when the reflection's more prominent and it um, can be confusing as to whether that's something that can be flown through if it's reflecting the space that's behind it or if it's reflecting vegetation landscaping that's around the building and they think it's something they can fly onto. Like if it's a tree they, that's being reflected, they think they can go perch on it. Basically, many of the things humans value in their built structures, like light and natural elements, confuse birds. And that leads to massive bird deaths every year. You know, architects build with humans in mind. And I'm sure to some extent now that they're designing, thinking about animals, but not until fairly recently. Well, and that's one of the nice things about, like, part of what the Audubon is doing with this data is that they're... Ow. 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 Take a breather. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, looks like the birds aren't the only creatures who have trouble navigating the city. Okay, sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> and we can speed up again. No, but one of the things that the Audubon's using this, this data for is when new construction is going up, you know, if they can be there during the planning process to help kind of walk the architects through say for building materials less um, reflective yeah and just thinking through like the design yeah too to make it more um friendly to to birds that might be moving through this space we approach an old clock a landmark on marquette fifth can you read the clock in front of us tell us what it is it is 6 13 it's an analog clock, so it took me so long to read it. <laughs> They're confusing, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> like two dots above the three, that <laughs> mi two <laughs> minus, we're going to take a left. We step into a sidewalk covered with plywood and metal. Now that I'm thinking like a bird, I can see how disorienting this place might be. Yeah, we're under some construction area. Sometimes it's good to look in these little kind of like alcove areas. Um, sometimes, I know, I personally have not found anything in there, but I know other volunteers have found like, birds fluttering around in there that have gotten disoriented and have kind of gotten trapped sure. in that space and just can't, because they're exhausted from flying and um, for such long periods during migration and, um, and then being in this space, it's really kind of confusing, I'm, I'm sure. Like in a little space like that, everything would kind of look the same. <laughs> and kind of like a little house of mirrors, it'd be hard to get out of. Yeah. In all this time, no one has paid us any attention. 
But then this guy. We find <laughs> if we <laughs> Yeah. If we if we find a bird that's alive still. So sometimes volunteers will find birds that are that have been stunned and that are kind of trapped in a space like that and they just can't quite figure out how to reorient themselves or, or just find a bird that's stunned and is just sitting on the ground so we will want to go ahead and get that bird out of that space. Um, Do you know how to handle a bird? Yeah. Um, I, before I started volunteering at the Raptor Center I volunteered at the uh, Wildlife Rehabilitation Center in Roseville in their avian nursery. Uh -huh. So I mean catching a bird out of a basket is a little different from catching a bird out in an open space like this but if it's stunned for the most part it's not going to be jumping around on you too much um, but we just collect that bird and we've got um, little containers that we can put them in and then just basically get them out of the downtown area and then and if they I mean if they're seeming lively we can then release them um, so they can kind of carry on their way and preferably depending on which season it is um, release them either north or south of the city so they don't have to fly back through the city to get to where they're going. How many do you think you found total in all of the times you've counted? Um, well, last year, I, I just started last year during um, spring migration. And so from when I started last year, the times that I went out, I only found 27. 27 is more than I thought you'd say. How many did you think I was going to say? Two or three. Am oh. I ever off? Since the count started in 2007, there were 4,515 bir birds that were found dead due to um, building strikes. Wow. And so that's just within the Twin Cities. And that's only, that's just the birds that were found dead due to building strikes. And that you guys found. And that we found, exactly. 4,515 since 2007. Miranda points at a spot on the ground. This is actually where I found my first bird, which was a red-winged blackbird. Right there, that's where I found it. <laughs> and your agreement with Audubon is uh, you report them, you document them, and then you keep them for your work. No, no, no. Oh. Um, find them, document the data. I'm allowed to keep them temporarily, not specifically for my work, but all the volunteers are allowed to keep them temporarily um, if they would like to work on their identification skills and things like that. But at the end of the season, we're required to turn all the birds over to the Audubon. After we turn the birds over, they, well, one, they compile all that data, all the written data that we collect when we find a bird as well as they dissect the birds and just report on the physiological conditions of the bird at the time of death. Things like, um, you know, if, the, if they can tell what sex the bird is, they'll note that, what was in the stomach, um, and just basic kind of like bodily condition of the bird. No, there's no CSI of canaries or catacombs in which to store them. They take a tissue sample of each bird and then clip a wing of each bird. There are way too many birds that come in to like preserve sure. all of them because a lot of them are actually, despite the two that we've seen today that have just been kind of crushed into the ground, a lot of them are in really, really, really great condition still. But, you know, they can't keep all those birds. 
We turn onto Nicollet Mall. And while Miranda doesn't want to ID buildings, I will this one, the IDS Center, that modern masterpiece of reflective glass. Yeah, this is a space where uh, I can imagine. No, I've only found one here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought this would be nope. the central repository. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> but sometimes some of the buildings kind of surprise you as to which ones attract what or don't. <laughs> We inspect the little niches that flank the front door. Just looking for the birds that, if there are any birds that have gotten kind of confused and trapped sure. in this space. Nope, none here. So we're gonna take our right up here. We're almost through the route. Okay. Um, so we're gonna loop back to uh, where we started. I've got to say, I'm a little disappointed to come up empty handed, but then a happy coincidence. Yeah, I think after we're done, I'm gonna cut back over to Hennepin. I've actually got some work in, in, in a window display over on Hennepin. Oh, so. where is it? Uh, I don't know, on Hennepin. Okay. Hennepin in the, yeah, I don't know, 8th Street area. Turns out the director of the Suvac Gallery asked Miranda if she would show a few of her bird photographs in an empty storefront. It's part of Made Here, a project intended to bring art into downtown Minneapolis. But before we go, we've got to wrap up the route. We peer into a big cement planter. Every once in a while in spaces like this where there are these raised kind of garden or landscaping areas, you'll find them in the in the beds. And would they where. just have popped off? Either that or sometimes people pick them up and just sure. get them out of the walkway Yeah. before or after they're stepped on. So. A super bummer for me to find one that's been stepped on because you know, I could have used that. I could have taken a really great photograph of that. Or at least attempted to take a, a great photograph of that. I'm gonna go back here with. I found um, a common yellow throat that had been, and it was the only yellow throat I found. And it had been stepped on. Oh, it was so gorgeous, with the exception of that it had been squashed. <laughs> and, and does that render it not useful for you? Often, yeah. yeah. Um, not always, but it kind of depends on what area has been stepped on uh, and, what, what and how I want to photograph them. For? Well, for the purposes of walking, just anything. No, right. But for, for, my, for my work, um, anything, really. Um, I mean, the bulk of what I've found have been songbirds. Um, and I have uh, one raptor in my collection of images so far, a sharpshin hawk. I mean, I would love, for the purposes of my work, I would love to find more raptors, but I mean, I would also hate to find more raptors. <laughs> yeah. Since we set out, we've been talking about birds, looking for birds, thinking like birds. I'm a little too focused on birds. Oh, I just saw, well, yeah, it was, was living. That was fine though. <laughs> He's just out, you know, looking for food or nah, nah, doing his bird business. Yeah. So we're basically back to where we started now. Um, there's that skyway that we saw when we started out. Luckily, no casualties over there. Okay, so, so give us a synopsis. What, what did we see in the half an hour we were walking? Well, um, actually it was, was probably a good day for the birds. We did not find any um, fresh casualties. We found two uh, poss possibly quite old uh, bird carcasses, small, probably songbirds. Um, 
but crushed to the point of not being able to be identified and it looked like they'd been there for quite some time. But so a good day for the birds. Looks like anybody who was migrating through the city last night or very early this morning made it through safely. Our walk is just about over, but Miranda still has more work to do. So on a day like this, when I get home, I will, um, I still have data that I have to input. Um, we've just got like a shared spreadsheet online that even when we don't find something, we just report on the weather conditions sure. and the time, the time that we were out, how long it took to walk the route. Because they're also monitoring like volunteer hours as well. Sure, sure. Um, and, um, and then just, I'm gonna turn right here. And just that there were no birds found. Now that we've finished the bird count walk, we're off to see Miranda's bird photographs hanging in the storefront window. Okay, so what are we about to see here? Um, so right now we're on um, Hennepin Avenue at the Witt Mitchell building, and I actually have some work from my impact project on display down here, so I am just admiring my own work, I guess. <laughs> it is pretty exciting. So, um, What do you see? Describe it. Sure. Um, so right now I have on display um, three 44-inch by 44-inch uh, photographs of some of the birds I found. Um, the bird and the birds are uh, a white-breasted nuthatch, um, two white-throated sparrows, and a sharp-shinned hawk. So two two of the images, the hawk and the nuthatch, are kind of in in what I consider to be these more kind of like portraiture poses, whereas the um, the, the two white-throated sparrows are in these positions to kind of simulate the moment of impact with a build structure. With our backs to a bus stop, we face the windows. The nuthatch is in profile, its plumage wispy. The sparrows resemble ballet dancers smashed against glass. The hawk looks out with empty sockets, its neck askew. They really are arresting. And sort of, I think they're incredibly beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was like, I didn't want, want them to be grotesque. Like, I wanted them to be, um, you know, kind of posed and positioned and photographed in this way that's, that's respectful, but that's beautiful, but that's also, like you said, kind of arresting. Um, so, so they had this, this charge to them where it's kind of like, you know, I really want to look, but it's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about what I'm looking at. And, and so, in that way, just kind of make you kind of slow down and, and kind of think about, you know, why are they the way that they are. But I mean, I suppose that's kind of what a lot of art is, the goal. I, I, I just said what art is supposed to do, basically. <laughs> but you're using a very familiar resource to us as humans. We see birds all the time. Sure. We don't often see them. We see them dead, but we don't see them dead as art. Right. Well, and one of the things that I was interested in with this project was um, kind of bringing to light you know, something that's happening that I don't know how aware people are of it. The frequency of this is a lot more than I think maybe people assume. That was another thing that I just kind of wanted to bring to light is that this is something that's happening and let's not tidy these up in a garbage bin, but let's look at this and, and also think about, you know, some changes, some, you know, even just simple changes we can make to make this less frequent. If you want to make a few simple changes to reduce bird strikes at home, 
close your curtains or keep your windows good and dirty. Also, turn off outside lights at night or use a motion-triggered light. And keep feeders away from windows. For KFAI Radio, I'm Diane Richard. Mini Culture on KFAI is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.